This is Sports Best presented by Reposted on the Reposted Podcast Network. Coming at you like an East Lansing referee trying to crush the hopes and dreams of a wide-eyed, not friend of the show, Greg Vandenbosch. He is Larry, bring back the khakis Olsen, and I am Andrew Shakedown the Thunder Keller. This is a big weekend in football, college, and professional, and also a big weekend for winning money. Did you have any action going this week? How are you doing? Did I have any action? I, th- I think I did. I think the, I know your survival pool. You stepped one step forward. Um, hey, you, did you guys win the pool? Yeah, we we decided to. There was two of us left, and we split it up. You and the Uncle Kirk chopping the pot. What's that like? A hundred bucks each to you? One fifty. Yeah. And what we're gonna do is, one guy signed up for the the pool, and he never paid his money, and just never made a pick. We're gonna pull our money. We're gonna hire someone. Anyone in the Bay Area listening? Uh, we're going to hire them to beat up the young life leader who did not pay his money. And Kirk and I are going to split $10. We're each going to get $10 That's so great. money. Break well, his spent. Knees. break his knees. Well, it is week eight heading into week nine of the NFL season. Of course, we should start with the power rankings for your NFL. Number one would be the Rams who sit at seven and one. And on top of all this, they go out and get your Denver Broncos, Von Miller, do you think the Rams are the best team in the NFL? I think betting-wise, the consensus is that they're going to win. I, I think they might even be the best team in the NFL, but I, I wouldn't put money on them winning the Super Bowl. I'd go more oh. with a, a – I don't know. I don't – like I had said maybe a month or – maybe a month ago, it's like I don't trust franchises that had don't have a proven winning record. Like the Cardinals, they're sitting at number three, but like they don't have a history of closing. So I would be more – in tune to going with uh, a more proven franchise like the Packers, who are sitting at number two on the USA Today Power. By the way, though, they don't close either. They won their last seven straight, but as we've seen, Aaron Rodgers gets into the playoffs, and they choke it up as well. He has a Super Bowl ring. I call that closing. Well, so do the Rams, and so do, I mean, you know, one anyway. The Rams recently? Yeah, ish. Ish, recently-ish. Listen, well, they got to the Super Bowl. Rams, Packers, Cardinals, Buccaneers, which I, I feel like people are falling out of love with Tom Brady and the Buccaneers to take a loss to the Saints. If you want to talk about. Well, they have a lot of injuries, too, and so that's not helping. Uh, your Cowboys rounding out the top five. Look at that. I am still. I mean, yeah, they uh, Dak Prescott goes down. They still win the game. So, I mean, that's a big deal. But uh, I'm still not sold on them. They're uh, they're a very vain team starting at the top, and I don't know if they have what it takes to go deep into the playoff. Prove me wrong, Dallas Cowboys, but I just don't see it. Bills, Ravens, Bengals, Pats, Chargers round out the top 10. Rounding out the bottom of the league would be the Jaguars, the Dolphins, the Texans, and the Lions by USA Today are considered the worst team in the NFL. Would you use this power ranking to pick your confidence or your survival? Just, I mean, pick against one of these four. If you I, have the opposing team at home, can, would you would you go that far? Do you trust I, this? I I definitely have. So we're week eight, right? I think this is week. We're heading we're going into week nine. nine. Yeah, I've definitely said, okay, this is going to go ten more weeks. So I have the ten best teams that I think, and I'm trying to use those ten best teams mm-hmm. sometime before it ends. So I kind of use that. I use the lines. I use the teams. So, yes. And the schedule, like, for instance, we took the Chiefs last night in the Survivor. We both did. 
the Chiefs schedule, they have the number one toughest schedule week nine on out. So mm-hmm. if you didn't use them last night, yeah, that was your only time use the Chiefs. Also, they weren't very impressive. That was a sloppy game for anyone that watched it. A lot of flags, similar to the Michigan-Michigan State game. I feel like that's why you take the Chiefs. They're double-digit point favorites. They're playing a bad team. They didn't look great, but they they get you the win and you get an advance. Yeah. If you bet the under, you won. If you bet the spread, you lost. That's that's pretty spooky. Mm. Well... If you believe in curses, there's the Madden curse being on the cover of Madden is not good for your career. But apparently the newest one is if you're on the Manning cast, the uh, Peyton and Eli show, every player that has appeared on the show has gone on to lose the next week. So Travis Kelsey with Kansas City, they lost next week. Russell Wilson, Rob Gronkowski, Matt Stafford, Tom Brady, and they're saying maybe potentially Josh Allen was on this week and they're playing uh, the Jaguars and they're a heavy favorite. But do you believe in curses? Do you think this is a thing? I want to believe in curses. I want to believe in the SI jinx. I want to <laughs> believe in the Manny curse, but I mean, it's fate. It does. It, I, it gives, we're always rooting for content. I love this, that you go on their show and you get hurt, but come on. Right. You get hurt. You get hurt. You just lose. Well, but also, too, like, I feel like there was a lot of he, Tom Brady went on and then he didn't hurt his finger. Anyways, all that to say, I want all to. Say, yeah. All that to say, Rob Gronkowski is not welcome on this show. <laughs> I mean, if it goes the entire season, at what point do you do you start believing this is true? Like, there's a what is that? Seven so far. That's at what point is it? Is it not just a coincidence? Like, can you would you bet on flipping a quarter uh, heads? eight times in a row. If you got heads 30 times in a row, would that be the Manning cast jinx? Listen, I'm trying to be less superstitious. So I'm trying to believe less in curses and superstition. So I'm just trying not to believe in the Manning curse. Although I well, like it, I'm trying not to believe it. Being a professional and collegiate, collegiate, collegiate sport adjacent. I mean, that's one of the most superstitious realms there is. <laughs> so, I mean, tell it to the players that the, there's not a curse. I don't know. Longtime NFL writer Seth Wickersham is out with a new book on the Patriots. It's better to be feared. Pretty a little interesting nugget in this book. Bill Belichick rewards his hardest working coaches with wads of cash. <laughs> the wads of cash are known as green balls <laughs> and sometimes can be worth thousands of dollars. But Belichick doesn't stop there after green balls. That's- is there a difference between green and blue balls? <laughs> what is the difference? This Bill Belichick gives his players blue balls. This is a family show, Andrew. You're back to working blue. I like it. This is blue chips. Blue chips. Well, I don't, you know what? So he gives green balls out during the regular season. In the offseason, in this book, reportedly, he writes personal checks out of his own bank account and bonuses out his coach. So he looks like a grumpy guy, but it turns out he's giving cash away. They say that coaches under Belichick work 20 hours a day for the entire season and they earn less than $20,000 a year. So what do what you, yeah, they don't, they, own, they don't earn less than $20,000 a year. That's nuts. That's is that adjusted is. for working 20 hours a day to an eight hour work week, eight hour day. Well, he obviously works them overtime. I don't know how they get paid if they're contractors or what it is, but they're saying, if you work for Belichick, you work his a whole lot. thing is to grind you down, pay you a little money. And if you pop out, then he wants you on a staff. That's, all right. I'm not buying the $20,000 a year thing, but I mean, that that's, 
are you are you willing to sacrifice your own personal wealth to make yourself better he's basically betting on on himself by being like i'm gonna pay these people out give them incentive i personally would work harder if i knew that there was a ominous figure looking over and all of a sudden i might get a hundred thousand dollar bonus versus hey i just trust you to do the right thing there's going to be no incentive either way like he's you're going to attract a different type of talent whether or not it's healthy for their personal life i mean his job is to be as successful as possible as a coach i'm gonna get a dog and i'm gonna call him green balls that's what i know do you agree with that technique would you work for someone like that I don't. I mean, who wouldn't want to work for Bill Belichick if you're a football coach, right? I mean, all the knowledge and you gain the foundation. I mean, I, I mean, basically, it's it's like being a. Did you ever see the Devil Wears Prada? Oh, yes. So, like, if you're the oh. assistant to that uh, crazy lady, you could. You, if you do it for two years, you can work anywhere. And if you like, yeah. if you uh, survive a tenure under Bill Belichick, I mean, they they have coaching trees based on who's been his assistant and where they've ended up. So, I mean. It's only two years. Come on. I wouldn't want my spouse working for him. And I wouldn't want uh, if I had kids, I wouldn't want to miss out on them. But as an owner for Robert Kraft, why not? I think that's good. So people that are not going to be checking into the coaching offices is uh, Gary Patterson of TCU. He's a longest was the longest tenured coach in college football. He had been the head coach of TCU since 2000. He's the winningest coach in TCU history at 181 and 79. Under Patterson, they won. They went to 17 bowl games, 111. Before he became the head coach, they had only attended 17 bowl games from 1896 to 2000. This year, he's three and five, and TCU said, you know what? we're not going to renew your contract, but we want you to finish out the season. Or Patterson says, no, I'm done now. What, uh, I don't, it, it, I guess there's no honor among thieves. I don't know if that applies here, but do they, did they owe it to him to keep him around as a coach? Well, I'm going to turn that around. You're from the great state of Texas. Texas Christian obviously resides in Texas. TCU is a laughing stock, probably for most of your childhood yes. until this dude shows up. Yeah. I mean, he he definitely turned the program around. It's not like he's too old to do it. He's 61 in comparison. Nick Saban's 70, Belichick's 69. So he's nine years younger than those guys. I think, I don't think, T, like I get Michigan doing this. I get Notre Dame doing it. Even USC, it's like, oh, we have a huge stable of boosters who expect certain things. Yeah. But there's no expectations of anyone before him being successful. So like, why are you going to assume TCU is probably the hardest school to recruit to major school in Texas and Oklahoma. Like you're competing with your ta- like you're not getting first tier talent. Like you have to develop it there. So I, I don't think that's a good look for the TCU athletic department. You're saying shame on the Horn Frogs. Yeah, I'm saying they need to do the walk of shame and they <laughs> I'm going to point my finger and I'm going to say shame and they should feel bad about it. Yeah. They, he took them to 17 bowl games in 20 years. And from 1896 to 2000, they went to 17 bowl games. <laughs> that's crazy. Horned frog. Horned frog, yes. That's Horned, what we'll Horned frog. Andrew Keller, it is baseball award season. Angel star Shoei Itani named the Associated Press Player of the Year. He was also named MLB Player of the Year by the Players Association and the American League Outstanding Player 
by his peers. He became the first player since Babe Ruth in more than a century to record success as a pitcher and a hitter. He had 257 with 46 homers on the mound. He was 92, finished with a 3-1 ERA. He's the favorite to win the American League MVP award, which will be announced later on this month. I'm just glad I was there to see it. I'm glad I was there to see it. We're just glad to be here. Is uh, is baseball a, an individual sport? It's like tennis, right? It's a team sport, Andrew. It's I mean, I guess this is me being negative Nancy, oh, but the, they're fourth in the it. AL West at 77 and 85. So what? It, <laughs> I love it. You, you baited me into that. You knew that's where oh, I was going to take it. Listen, I mean, would you rather be the? Would you rather be formerly Mike Trout now? I guess Shohei Otani, the best player in baseball, or would you rather win a World Series? From what I've said, learned from sound bites, is you're you're in it to win it. And you're not in it to get the accolades of being known as the best. I'm a little disappointed in you, Andrew. As someone who once played fake Mike Trout, I thought you would stick up for Shoei Itani. But apparently fake Mike Trout doesn't mean anything to you. I think there's a 0% chance I'm ever going to be a body double for Shohei Otani. <laughs> 0% chance. Dude, he pitched and hit. And he did it decently. The dude should be MVP. Great. Give it to him. And I'm saying, are you going to sleep better at night being yes. the 10th best player in MLB and have a World Series ring or knowing you're the best on an inconsequential team and secondary, the secondary team in the market you're in? Like, you're not even the main draw. It's like playing for the Clippers. Hey, fake my trout. I think you should be more happy for your teammate. Hey, Larry, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will psychologically wreck me. <laughs> Did you know that? <laughs> words... PETA is taking aim at MLB, and they're saying that the bullpen is not an appropriate term for pitchers to warm up in because words matter, and baseball bullpens devalue talented players and mock the misery of sensitive animals. They say it should be called the arm barn. That sounds like an MMA move to me. I got him as an arm barn, and he tapped out. Do you agree with PETA or should be PETA focusing more on the rodeo? I feel like the rodeo might be uh, energy better spent than the, the word bullpen. I don't understand. Bullpen's bad. Arm barn is good. I feel like they're both bad to animals. Arm bar. Oh, cause barn. Yeah. Yeah. Animals should be roaming the, the yeah. prairie free and loose. Yeah. I don't want to be that guy. I mean, PETA, you have the right to say whatever you want. I'm not in. All right. One day after he used the, R word, Mr. Keller, during a post-race interview with NBC. R word, I didn't know what that was. It rhymes with petard. So you didn't know what the R word was? You have kids in school and that's not a... Well, I got to be honest. When they were talking about NASCAR, I was thinking the R word would mean like a really... I mean, it is a bad word, but... Rubbin's I, racing. Yeah. So NASCAR driver Kyle Busch is now required to undergo sensitivity training because he used the R word post-match when he was uh, talking about Brad Keselowski Sunday's eliminate uh, Sunday's result eliminated him from postseason contention. So he was a little ticked off. He called someone the R word in this day and age. I feel like the best move is to just say, I'm going to undergo sensitivity training and then make a left turn. Yeah. I mean, he was saying that because the guy bumped him and it was like, that was a stupid thing for him to do. I'm on board with him not saying it. I wouldn't have said it. It's a bad thing to say. The fact that there's an article saying that he's going sensitivity training is a CYA by NASCAR. NASCAR's being like, hey, here's some publicity of us doing the right thing. Yeah. Um, I don't think anyone 
I don't know. Don't say it, but don't like, you also don't need to, I don't think it needs to be a public event. If anyone. Yeah. Don't say it. I, I agree with that. I just think in life, if you just say, Hey, I'm going to undergo sensitivity training, full stop, move on. You're good. Eh, I don't know if that'll fully get you out of it. I feel Harvey like Weinstein. Hey guys, I'm, well, uh, I'm okay. sorry for what I did. If I'm going to go not under a repeated sensitivity a training. Sexual assaulter of women. But like you do something wrong once you say I'm going undergo sensitivity training, peace. You're good. If you say it with clear eyes and a full heart, then you can. <laughs> clear eyes, full hearts can't lose. Can't lose. I love this story so much. You copy that? I think I've gotten uh, higher expectations for having lived in san francisco people get pretty into halloween but los angeles is all out because there's so many people that have like access to others in the makeup industry and people go big on halloween and so when i saw that mitt romney had dressed up as apple plus character ted lasso for halloween i was like oh this is gonna be great he had like a he put the mustache on and had like a sweater and uh i don't know I, I like the sentiment for it, but uh, it was a little bit of a, he put in half an effort and it didn't impress me. Were you impressed by Mitt, Mitt Romney and what he did? Well, the whole point of this is he dresses up Mitt Romney, he but he uses quote. a quote from Friday Night Lights. Yeah. So I'm on a radio station and I make lots of mistakes, but the producer always goes like, hey, you gave the score wrong and I change it. Mm -hmm. Like, doesn't he have someone in his life, a chief of staff? Some an intern that goes like, "Hey, dude, you're using the wrong show." I mean, sometimes you can mix and match. I don't, I don't know. I think he should also he should more than having using the right quote have people around him being like, "Hey, that mustache you got is stupid. You can get a nicer one." <laughs> and uh, don't go around saying, "Clear eyes, full hearts can't lose." Anyway, we had talked about this, and this went under the rug. But Aaron Rodgers grew his hair out for a year in, yeah. in hopes for his what Halloween costume. He went as John Wick. And I thought he looked pretty good. It's on his Instagram. You can go to Instagram and Aaron Rodgers posted pictures of it. I showed it to Nicole and she thought he looks more like Javier Bardem. And I tended huh. to, to agree, but I like the commitment to the year of hair growth. And I like the, he, he was dialed in with the clothing and he posted pictures of Keanu Reeves as John Wick. And then you would scroll and you would see him in the same outfit. And I was like, that was a good effort. Mitt Romney could take a page out of Aaron Rodgers book and be more committed to your Halloween costume. Does he cut his hair now or does he keep it going? I don't know. I mean, for the aforementioned superstition, maybe he keeps his hair going because they're playing well this year. Good he point. cuts his hair. He's like, it's like Achilles. Who's, who's the God that had their strength from their hair? I don't remember. I know you had the Achilles heel. I thought there was a hair strength thing. Isn't that the chick from Tangled? Isn't that like a movie, Disney Tangled? movie? Oh, Rapunzel? Rapunzel. Maybe. I don't know if she got strength from her hair. I think she did. Well, I need to go get a haircut. So we will see you later this week. This has been Sports Fast. Thanks for stopping by.